0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians.
1: This is Guardians of Lore.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 64, recorded April 12th, 2020. Tonight's topic, or today's topic, whenever you're listening to this, we're Easter doing, topic, yeah, the Easter topic. We're doing Inquisition of the Damned Part Three, Easter edition? for Easter,
2: <laughs> Easter edition. <laughs>
0: nice Inquisition of the Damned Easter edition.
2: Sword oh logic is now bunny logic. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can you imagine a giant rabbit just running around? That's what the Easter Bunny is—just a giant sword, just like murdering. Yeah, I'm just, sure that's probably a movie. Find somewhere this Easter out egg. There. You know, that's a sci-fi movie out there somewhere murdering Probably. easter bunny or some kind of crazy stuff murdering mm-hmm. easter bunny versus like some other crazy combinations
0: like zombie beavers yeah exactly
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah which is a real fo-
0: movie i'm aware oh, is
3: That's it a... really yeah no it it's is a thing. What? it is it's about the zombie <laughs> beavers i've never seen it but i've seen the ads for it
2: Okay, I'm gonna have to like look for this. Like everyone them. knows,
3: like Sharknado, because that like somehow got popular because it was ridiculous. Because it was but on they've... Sci-Fi. Yeah, but they've had some really bad ones. I still love oh, like yeah. Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, when the shark like jumps into the air and like eats planes out of the sky. Yeah, they're... I still haven't seen that one either, but the ads are so bad.
2: Guys, we hadn't even told them who we are yet.
0: <laughs> oh right, I'm your host for the. <laughs> Well, we told totally we were guardians of lore, so they know. I am Elamist. <laughs> this is
3: Ivan.
2: This is Orchid.
3: And this week, we are featuring
2: Zombievers. <laughs> Apparently.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, See, this is what happens if we don't have Mrs. Ivan here to keep us on track. <laughs> she just sent a message chat to
3: Zombievers. <laughs> like, what in the world are you guys doing?
2: <laughs> no, she said, but like, what the actual fuck is what she said. <laughs>
0: all right for podcast news we encourage feedback that can be sent to us on twitter at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid at mrs underscore Hyvin, or at i underscore am underscore elemist you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com join our you know discord there's an Instagram, Guardians of Lore. I didn't mess that up the way I normally Guardians
2: do. Guardians of Flore, LMS. Right?
0: Guardians hey, we're, so doing, we're doing this recording at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday. It's not it's 8 25
3: It is now. I've been now. up since
2: 5 a.m. <laughs>
0: we started. What's that? You didn't go to sleep? Yeah, I've been,
3: that's what I've been doing. I've been having trouble sleeping, and I've been going to bed at 3 and sleeping maybe till five and then waking up again. And it's been,
2: I yeah. can't sleep laying down right now because my, my lungs are full of f- Yeah, I'm
3: going to ask so. you how you were feeling.
2: I feel like garbage. I'm sorry. But I'm actually, I'm better than I was. I was really bad for like three or four days. I couldn't do anything. I was just in bed.
0: That sucks. Full of feel the
2: Thank yeah, you. Right.
0: I'm trying You're to. That's why well. I have been playing like,
3: Destiny. Props for surviving so well, man. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I'm not dead yet.
3: You're doing a great job. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's always a plus.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But for man, a lot succeeding. of people, not everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't died yet. <clears throat> Celebrate.
2: Congratulations.
0: Um. You could also leave us a review. Moving back on track. And you can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com, alongside many impressive content creators. Just spit on my screen? Sorry. What? I Just cleaned this screen. and I somehow
3: got a little bit of spittle here. Say it, don't spray it, guys. Suffering thucatath. Apparently, apparently,
2: you need to stay at least six feet away from your screen. I know,
3: like, yeah, for real, (laughs) social
2: distancing. If you like, turn off everything and look at your
3: monitors, guys. I'm sure we all probably have like stuff all over them that we just don't notice. Just I clean mine regularly. My
2: monitor's
0: brand new. I bet you there's still stuff.
3: So you
2: have the spittle of the people that made it in China all over it. Exactly.
3: Or like nice. our microphones. I'm sure that I try to. I mean, this filter is probably just covered in my spit.
2: Mine is covered in cat hair because Toki keeps touching it.
0: Anyway. <clears throat> so it. it's time for the twoggle. It is indeed. How is everybody handling the quarantine?
2: I'm going crazy. Me too. I need humans.
3: I've been doing okay, um, but my next two weeks might get crazy because we took in a sick relative. My wife's, Mrs. Hyvin's grandmother is going to be living in our living room probably the next two weeks because we were somehow the only family who were able to take her in. So it might be some very interesting displacement, but um, yeah. You know, I'm... I love her grandma to death, for sure. But, you know, I'm a weird social, like, anti-social kind of person. Not by choice. It's just how I am. So, like, this is my safe zone. I don't like people in my house. <laughs> Usually at all. I agree with you. So, it's just kind of like this. Because this is, like, I, where, I, you know, I can run away to. But I, I don't have that because we're in such a small space. I literally just gonna just going to have to suck it up and take care of some family. So, that's been, that's more of a, like, She's super easy to take care of. It's not, I'm not talking like we have bedridden family, um, but, you know, it's mostly just my own anxiety. So, hey, me and Grandma are probably just going to party during the day. We're going to watch some Prices Right. If I can ever right. figure out how to get this cable box to work. We have a cable box that we've never really used because it was mandatory to have, like, 20 channels to get our internet for not, like, ridiculous price. Because that's just how the TV providers do nowadays. Yeah. So I tried to hook it up on the other room, and it has not been working. The coax is not working. But hopefully, <laughs> my quarantine is going to be prices right with grandma for the next
2: bit. I've just been in bed. A yeah, lot. you've been sick. I've spent so like the last. I've been really very sick. Very
3: hard to just even. In. Not that you yeah. can't. I don't enjoy, think we ever talked about this,
2: like since the last time that we recorded. We have not.
3: You were No, feeling so under I'm, the weather, I'm but... COVID
2: positive. No, I'm actually like, I have the thing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: So
2: I've been like really fucking sick at home. She's and I'm not allowed to see anybody guys. at all, definitely.
0: That's that's
2: rough. So, don't worry, people who are listening. You won't get it by hearing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most intense social distancing.
3: But you said you think you're feeling better, right? <laughs> so hopefully the the, the the at least maybe the the worst of it might have passed.
2: Yeah, my fever is, like, mostly gone. I'm just at that point where I'm just coughing a lot and, like, I'm just fucking yeah. achy and tired. I'm just so tired. I went to bed at 6 p.m. yesterday. Nice. Yeah, I went to bed at 6 and I woke up at, like, 1130 and I talked to um my friend BK's um in England for a while on Snapchat. And then I went back to bed and then I woke up again at like five and talked to other people on Snapchat. (laughs) Also BK. She's kept me very sane. I appreciate her.
0: Very nice.
2: Gotcha.
3: What about you, Alamist? Anything new for the quarantine?
0: Uh, Honestly, not really. You've just been working Uh, from home still, right? I'm working from home. Binge watching shows. You're working from home on that new computer. How's that been working for you? Yeah, I do Been not nice work on my computer. Okay, you still work. I have me. a a work laptop. I keep work and life separate. That's because you don't I want can. porn on your work computer, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you gotta no, like, keep
2: that shit separate.
0: <laughs> but no, like the new setup is amazing. Cool.
3: Um, it's a nice time try to try any games on
2: it.
0: Yeah. Was that Argent?
2: Have you tried any games on it?
0: Yes. Uh, so I've tried Destiny. I actually did a Nightfall ordeal. Nice. Um, nice. But it was it's a good thing to try.
3: Give it a give it a go. Right. Something you're I, used I did, to. And I did one of the the of Nightfall
0: challenge. one or the matchmaking ones. Yeah. That way it was mm-hmm. like not too hectic. Mm-hmm. No, that's like the the best thing to get into. Did you pull a I controller or did plenty, you do mouse and keyboard? Mouse and keyboard.
3: Yeah. See, that's like the way you just kind of get in. That's good. If you try anything too challenging when you're still trying to figure out everything, you just frustrate yourself, you know? Yeah. Cool, man. Um, I've
2: gone back to mouse or to controllers on PC Destiny. You can't do mouse and keyboard. I'm just kidding. You can't do it.
0: And I I haven't mapped controls or anything yet. So it's just kind of default to everything. Even more um, props to you. Some of the default,
3: not all of it's bad. Some of it's very nice, but some of them are, uh, in my opinion, not ideal. But That's it, why
2: you have to map it to what the first letter of the word is. So R is reload, and F is finisher, and R G is, is grenade.
3: Always reload. G is grenading a lot, no. but Destiny actually does what I like. They have
2: they do Q to is Q,
3: which I absolutely love. It's right there. It is perfect for a quick grenade throw my opinion, G is just too far away. And the worst thing is default controls is they map super to F. So to hit your grenade, you have to accidentally, hopefully not fumble over your F key. And then you just That's go, aw, F.
2: Make tab your super. That's what I did. Hyven suggested that, and that was really easy.
3: It's close enough, but still far away that you don't accidentally fat finger it. Well, usually mm-hmm. Mrs. Hyven will go for her grenade with Q, and then sometimes pop her super. Be like, oh, <laughs> shit, I didn't mean to do that. I'm just like... Throw it at the enemies. We were doing a ten. <laughs> we were doing a ten thirty ordeal this past week, hiding in the corner on the Fnatic because we picked the wrong one and we didn't have the match game right. Mm-hmm. Fnatic wasn't that great for the ten thirty because we were all hiding in the corner, Uh-oh. and she was like, "Ah!" I was like, "Just throw it at the enemies. It doesn't matter what their shields are. You'll do some damage." <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Really? Gosh, but yeah, yeah. Our our next point then. You we have. I have, we have relevance for me and the misses. I'll let you ask it, Mister Host.
0: Did any of us actually play Destiny this week? Felt like we've moved into that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, elements you've tried mouse and keyboard.
3: I, I or do you, Which one did you do? Did you do the uh, the Farmable one last week?
0: No, no. Just new, I just did Broodhold.
3: Very nice. That one's kind of chaotic too. Also, it is. I've
2: done Broodhold literally twice i did it once when it popped up when this season when this year started and i have not done it again same
3: we got into the night for the ordeal (laughs) and we started right into the thousand because we were just going to go for the score um myself Mm -hmm. mrs and lc and we were just kind of like I was just figuring, all right, we'll just put on stuff and run through. And Mrs. Hyvin was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, you did fine last week. She was like, yeah, I don't know this one. I was like, I don't either. I'm just following the waypoint and the instructions. <laughs> so we had to calm down and we explained it, but we ended up getting through it. No problem in the end. But that one was kind of even close on score. Killing everything and doing it in time. We died once, so that kind of set us back a little bit. We were a little worried that we weren't going to get it. But that one was close for score. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we
0: did the ordeal also. And, and I hadn't done that one in so long. I actually went in and farmed it with my brother and Mr. Crantastic. Yeah. <gasps> um, Annie! Like, we sat there and farmed it for an hour and a half. It just wasn't as satisfying
3: um, as last week's farm. And, like, I That's didn't even jump in went. for last week's. I would love that. Thank you. Hey, babe. Tell him what happens when you try to throw a grenade and you pop your super in a night for ordeal.
1: Oh, fuck. That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly. That's,
1: that's basically it. Oh. Hi, everybody listening. I just want to say hi. I came in to ask Ivan if you wanted me to heat up his coffee. Um, Remember that
3: coffee I thought I finished? I in. lost it.
1: It's like this much left. Granted, people listening can't see that hand gesture, but... I would tell you how it's many like an inches, inch and a but half. I'm not a good judge. So it's funny, funny thing inches. I do at work. Sounds horrible. Funny
3: thing at work is I told everyone we were going to start measuring anything that you need to tell someone else by penis length. Oh. That way, when you ask for something that you want to be like a certain amount of inches, and they show up and they bring you something at like two or three, you can laugh at them. Yeah. So. That was our joke oh, for a while. When we're loading trucks, <laughs> someone usually is like, I need like a like a six inch two by four. Just bring me a little piece of it. So now you can just jokingly be like I need I need a piece of two by four about like I don't know, like two two penises long. And you just see what they bring back. <laughs> it's a I don't, fun game. It is actually I don't know why. It was just a joke, but we actually did it for a whole truckload. It was just funny to see what people did. And since That's we're great. unfiltered now, I can just tell
0: you stories like that.
2: Woo. Yep.
1: That's um, great. That's all I got. I love everybody. Oh, did you read eat it? No. I how did, how it.
0: did she appreciate the zombievers?
1: Oh, I just sent back what the actual fuck.
0: We told
3: him. Yeah. <laughs> this was just a reference to that Zombieavers exists. Orca didn't know there was she thought we were joking. That's actually a sci-fi movie. And there's a second one coming.
1: Oh goody. That's what you did. You remember like Sharknado? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Anywho, um
3: Real quick before you leave. We're currently in the twago. This is perfect timing. We were Ooh. talking about, did any of us play Destiny this week?
1: Oh, my God. I played it so much, you guys. So I'm like level 86 on my season pass. I have done things I have Jeez. never done before in Destiny. Last week after she we finished podcasting. She hit max power level,
3: and she's even, she's working on the pinnacle grind yeah. to – Sorry, she finished the soft cap, and she's working on the power grind to, with the rest Gosh. of us doing pinnacle yeah. every week. I am. Like, and we're talking pit. We did
1: nightmare. pit. Nightmare. We did a 10.30 nightmare hunt, me and Hyven and Elsie. I did all of this when we finished the podcast last week. Um, Just a bunch of stuff I've never done before. Had an absolute blast doing it. And I'm actually probably about to go grind out some bounties while I wait for my siblings to get back with Wendy's.
3: Yep. She did Escalation Protocol all the way, which is not necessarily hard now, but she got like the... It was the all boss week. I didn't want
1: to do it, but I did
3: She stuck out. It was only like four of us and we finished that thing up and she got at least the smg she didn't get the shotgun but yeah it was just cool to say that she's now experienced
1: been cleaning out my um my vault to farm my own legendary shards in there because i have a lot of stuff in there that doesn't need to be in there so between hyven and lc i've been figuring out what i can um, break down and i am one ascendant shard away from mass working my first piece of legendary armor or not legendary sorry um exotic armor
3: yeah, the whole three shards worth for masterworking. That'll even. be a
1: first. And I almost have expensive. my entire, like, other set of armor masterworked, so that's a first.
3: She got a really nice set of armamentarium, and I told okay. her that she should masterwork a neutral exotic that would always be good for her. So now she's going to have extra grenades, which you can't go wrong with.
1: Because I like to run solar, because I like to be able to throw my my hammers or my axes or whatever the F they are. Um, but I don't like that on my Striker Titan... I can have, on my Arctitan, I can have two grenades. Like, I really like having that. So now I get the best of both worlds with my Armentarium.
3: Oh, yeah. You've expanded her horizon, guys. She's a real gamer.
1: I am. It's so exciting. I'm proud of you. I have tomorrow off. It was supposed to be able to, like, grind out bounties and stuff. Now I might be occupying grandma, but she's reading a book right now, so I can go play right now.
3: Hmm. Yep, and (laughs) myself.
1: You could
2: record a podcast right
3: now.
1: Did you say podcast with Grandma?
3: No, you could record a podcast right now.
1: Yeah. You could I record a podcast could, right now. but my siblings are going to come back within the oh, next, yeah. like, 30 That's minutes. yeah. That's the issue. There's
3: people oh, yeah. in and out of our house. Yeah. Her they office. had to
1: go pick up um, more blankets and pillows and bring Grandma's egg because they forgot it. But, but yeah. they're getting us lunch, too. So... And they brought us breakfast mm-hmm. when they came this morning.
3: All right. Well, yeah. anything else to yes. add?
1: That's all. I you? just wanted to say hi. Um, if I have shout-outs, I don't know them. I guess mostly to Elsie for continuing to play and be just an awesome friend. Um, that's been really cool, and um, everyone just stay safe, especially healthcare workers.
3: Orchid is alive and actually hopefully over the hump of her.
1: COVID. I hope so. I've been following your Twitter post of death
2: and sickness. I was really bad for a few what, days. Did you have a death calendar? <laughs> yeah, I had a death right. calendar. Now we. No, I didn't have a death count. What are you talking yeah, but about? But everyone
1: stays super safe. I had to make my mom 10 masks because my sister and my dad and my nephew still live in her house. Um, we can only take one person. We can't take them all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was fun. I got to learn how to make masks with, like, the ties as opposed to just elastic because I wanted to give her some variety. Uh, so she didn't have elastic on her ears the whole time. Um, but, yeah, so stay safe, um, especially you health workers and we're just going to be chilling with an 82-year-old who partially has dementia for the next two weeks. So party over here.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: that's going to be yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah.
2: All
1: right. Love, everybody. Mm-hmm. Bye. I'm going to go heat up this coffee. Oh, speaking of Bye. which, now that i finished my table,
3: there's nothing on it. You should take that picture for Guardian SoFlo right now. Yeah.
1: Maybe not right I this second. I that, too. Yeah. Right, come on, girl. This very
2: second.
3: It's actually looking very nice. That's other news. I finally got that thing finished. No, but as far as Destiny for Myself... Also, I finally, um, after playing with our buddy LC, who is I've been PvP for so long, because um, that's just what I do solo. Mm-hmm. Having somebody who grinds—I mean, sorry—I P- say PvP, Crucible. Did I say? That? Yeah. I don't know. That's what mm-hmm. I play. You yeah, did. You did. LC is a big uh, PVE player, and he was—we met him just by grinding the Nightfall last week when it was double, um, double loot for anyone time since not everyone's listening to this the week after it was the the, the Warden Night Forward deal and it was dropping double rewards at the end so we farmed that we met him and so because he does so much PvE he specs to do PvE stuff and i had never ever really considered even messing with some of the mods for like warmind cells and all that stuff because i just didn't feel like swapping stuff out like every time yeah. i went into a new activity but i've actually been messing around me and him go in with um crazy nice it's it's really cool the warmind cell builds Um, Like I will run like my arc subclass, so I can make stuff with my grenades, super, and my melee. And then I also run sunshot with splash damage to make cells. So and then both of me and him are all both running um, like the warmind protection, and so you get more damage from cells when they're sitting on the ground, and the bosses do less to you. So it's been really really cool just to actually appreciate um, one of the seasonal things that Destiny put in that I took for granted and didn't think there was anything to do. And then I realized that, yeah, maybe we don't have a ton of content, but I can kind of mess around with some of the, the, the builds, And so I, we at least had a little fun with that. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I know that this has been a, a rough time for a lot of the destiny community being as there's not a ton at this moment of like new content to play. Um, But it's been cool to make a new friend. You know, I finished, like I was just really, really lazy And LC motivated me to finish some of my catalysts. So I spent a couple hours grinding out, finishing my Hard Light, Izanagi's, and Fourth Horseman Catalyst, which were all very Mm -hmm. good catalysts. I finished those. um, Did Pit again, which I hadn't done for a really, really long time, which has actually been really, really fun running through Pit um, every week. Man, I didn't... Mm -hmm. We just kind of stumbled our way into finishing that 1030 Nightmare Hunt without ever really even thinking we were going to. With electrician on... First time Mrs. has ever done anything like that, she loved the hard, like, the difficulty activity, which I thought was going to kind of, like, frustrate her. She really enjoyed it. So, it's been actually really fun in Destiny. Um, And then in my free time, when I'm not playing, well, I say in my free time. That's when me and Elsie are grinding stuff out. I've also been playing uh, a little (laughs) bit of Apex, and I was one of the, I guess, the few lucky people who got one of those Valorant beta codes that are, I don't know if you keep up with any of that craziness, but Valorant is really very popular right now on pc and not everyone has access to it so i've been playing a little bit of that but nice even in that time period where there's other games that are pretty popular right now I've still been playing destiny so and i've cool i've time. been
0: going through my library like i started arkham origins nice um i love all the arkham games it, yeah i figure i'm going to go in order nice Timeline wise, not actual release wise. Yeah. Origins is the 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 not the original trilogy, right?
3: Sorry. Correct. There's a trilogy made by what? Rocksteady. Rock and then there's the
0: standalone. The standalone game is actually really fun, but it is fairly standalone. It's, it's based off it like it's based off the actual engine that mm-hmm. that Rocksteady used. Yeah. It feels like it you're was playing done the same by franchise. WB.
3: But it's different, yeah. Yeah. Yeah I love those things. But it's It's kinda meant
0: to be like a prequel. So I'm jumping into that one first and then I'm gonna go into Asylum and work my way through. Um, I had
3: replayed those probably just last year through on Xbox and it was a really great time. Steam always has good sales, so I might try to buy it on here too. I was looking at like the Bioshock collection replaying on PC for the first time. Yeah. I don't know about you guys have you ever played Bioshock? I've never But I have played all
2: all of them when they came out. You have. Yep.
3: Did you enjoy them? Eh. I really I like the (laughs) gameplay, but mostly the story. Bioshock Infinite is the story is really good. Bioshock Infinite is probably one of my favorite like games. Just the craziness that is that time travel, multiple universe, parallel Mm -hmm. it worlds story. And see, that's that's what I've heard. They all I've never actually played. You should play them together. We should we should both you download the collection it. on whatever system, because they have it for Xbox PC, and we should play through them at like similar times and then see how it goes for each of us. We could do like mm-hmm. a what like a, a let's play. Sub podcast. Yeah, we could just do yeah, we could do our little how we enjoyed the different chapters of Bioshock. Yeah. That'd actually be fun. I
2: replayed Forsaken this week. You what? I replayed Forsaken. This oh, week. the
3: whole Forsaken story.
2: My uh, both of my brothers decided okay. to reinstall Destiny two onto Sweet. their Xboxes because they were like, "You're sick, and we should play with you."
3: Oh, that's awesome! Oh.
2: And I'm like, but why are we doing Forsaken? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, every once Not that in a I while, don't love
2: it, but I like, why are we doing Forsaken?
3: Because Mrs. Hyven started a new character, and she used like the free spark of light that they give you. On her original Mm -hmm. character, her new character, while she was able to power level grind, no problem because they start you fairly high. A lot of the content isn't like some of that stuff's not auto-completed. So in order for her to do some stuff, she had to play through all of Shadowkeep like by herself. And like I was trying to get her Ace of Spades and she doesn't have the quest step anywhere. So I'm pretty sure we actually have to go through and play Forsaken. You do. do it, Or she just has to go back and do it on her Warlock. But there's a couple. It's
2: dropped for me. Yeah, there's a couple things my, she has to do. Yeah, so I think I we're gonna replay Forsaken also. Mm-hmm. It was fun playing with them. Like once we got like multiple time zones out of the way, but
3: Forsaken's one of those things. Now you look back I... and you're like, oh, it's so much content to play. But at the
2: time, we were like, oh
3: my god, there's so much
2: content. It's amazing, right? It was. It's actually. I really like the story. The cutscenes were really good, <laughs> and I had a really good time playing with them.
1: Awesome.
2: Especially since I could just like let them do it. And then just like know where I could just Stand hide and, and just let them just... yeah. do everything because <laughs> awesome. I've done it multiple times. I'm like, why do I want to do this again?
0: You're just like, oh, I need to go kill this one thing. You guys go on ahead.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. I let my, um, I put this on Twitter, but I'll say it again. I let my little brother, Steven, drive the tank <laughs> in one of those missions. Yeah, Which one was it? It wasn't the machine. Uh,
3: no, actually, you I do, can't. but you drive it before that in
2: one is of it the th- machinist?
3: You do yeah, drive it. I think it, in. it is the machinist.
2: The yeah, so I let him drive the tank, and so he and Leonard and I are are talking afterwards. He's like, "You let me drive the tank." So I guess I have to say this: tanks very much, and <laughs> <minute>. you're never <laughs> going to drive the tank ever again. Leonard's yes. like, "No, you're fucking banned from the tank." Oh, <laughs> so, my
3: you're now banned from the tank for all future. Yeah, he's
2: machines. banned from the tank forever.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No.
2: When you do dad jokes, that's, that's in my kind with, of joke. with Leonard and I, know, like we're just shut your shit down like immediately. That's awesome. I thought Elmo's would appreciate it. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> um. And I. I just had a, f- a friend from my original Destiny Two clan, um. Just jump back into the game. Like he stopped yes. playing at Curse of Osiris, and he's like, "Okay, wow. what do I do now?" I feel bad that this is where he came in, but there's a lot of content yeah. to play. exactly. Yeah, so
2: that's where Leonard came back in from too, because he didn't even play Warmind. That is the yeah. cool
3: thing, you know. That's I think Bungie even commented on that and maybe the recent TWAB that at the moment there's a lot of new co- content for new players coming back. Um, it's just our long us people who have done everything that are, are a little yeah. asking for new content, but. I guess mm-hmm. all of us kind of have got back to do old stuff with new people lately. So that's been kind of it's, it's yeah. a good yeah. way of it's doing been fun. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's all I got for
0: Destiny. I want to ask. So, let's let's Orchid move on know. then. I want to for know what? how Orchid enjoyed the next point. Yeah, so Orchid, how was Destiny unfiltered?
2: Mm-hmm. <gasps> it was so much fun. I totally want to do it again
3: very nice we bitched
2: <laughs> about trials for like a long while
3: <laughs> just you were just able to vent get it out
2: we uh man at arms colloquially known as rick um does not like it when i use my andes in trials or comp because he's like i'm trying to sneak around and your fucking little ball thing Uh-oh. gave me away i'm like well
3: don't walk through it
2: god <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> like you don't have it's to stand to be on the thing but when i
3: have something yeah she's like it. just don't walk through it and orchid's running up behind him and popping they hit the rift and he has no choice like, right on him <laughs>
2: like, don't stand here happens then happens too late time. <laughs> it's yours no it's pretty much how it happens it's just me popping it without you know. Right?
3: That's like when hunters <laughs> give you the invility smoke, invisibility smoke, but you're not paying attention. You're just firing like crazy, and they're like, it's like, I don't need yeah. your invisibility. Right. right? I used to get yeah. yelled at for this that is. all the time. But you know, that's why they changed the perk to give you a little second so you can stop firing when you realize you're invisible. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Cool. See so what did you guys talk about? Yeah. Just no, it was try a lot of fun. Talk?
2: Uh, we talked about trials. We talked about our weird friendship, nice, which it, it is a weird friendship. I enjoy it. It makes me really Those happy. Those are some of the best friendships, the um, weird ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a weird one. So yeah, yeah. it's It's one of the, the better friendships I have. Awesome. And That's cool. yeah. That's so, great. Mm-hmm.
3: Look at that. You guys actually talked about Destiny on Destiny Unfiltered.
2: We did. We talked about destiny for like a while. And then people asked me questions about my hair. And I'm like, cool. It's been the most normal. It's been for a really long time.
0: (laughs) Right?
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. I really need a hairdresser so badly right now. Like this quarantine needs to fucking stop. The crazy pink and purple
3: was like so popping. I got so used to that, man.
2: I know. It's weird to see me normal. I know. That's
3: what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's all wet right now, but
3: oh my, the, yeah, it is. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my, can we see <laughs> <say> that?
2: <clears throat> all right. We've been doing this toggle for like forty minutes because none of us have any ability to hey, that's tell fine. time. Look,
3: I, I think I for, I always forget it says twenty minute max, right? But e- when I'm hosting, I forget to look at the clock, and then when I'm not hosting, I figure it's up to the host to pay attention to the time. So I think we all kind of do that same thing. I figure
2: we just we're done when we're done, and we can cut what we don't want to talk about.
3: Well, that and, and is honestly, true. If I mean, we
0: wanted to, we could cut it down to twenty minutes. Well, and honestly, like I think we've only been at it for thirty. Yeah, it's not too bad. No, it's not just it's not bad at all. Anywho, mm-hmm. brief intro to the topic. Uh, this details the lives of of sons and daughters of Prode Okay, I'm hearing things. <clears throat> I will do it again. <clears throat> this details. It was fine. The lives Hyphen
2: just sucks. <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> up.
0: This details the lives of sons and daughters of Crota after their father's demise. Uh, it's obtained by finding collectibles on the moon and inside the Pit of Heresy dungeon. And for the first two parts of the lore book, go back to episode 61, or 62 and 63.
3: Quick question. Do we have any actual references to Sons of Crota? Named ones, I should say. I, I don't think so. Now I'm curious about that. Anyway, so I, I guess definitely it's just have the names. For the... I guess it's they, they only name daughters. I wouldn't go as far as to 100% say, without looking it up, that he had no sons.
0: But for this book, I th- only daughters are mentioned. So I guess it would be just you know this details the lives of direct yeah. children. But you know it's Krota. one of those things where you know Crota's like
3: that dad who's got a lot of a little uh illegitimate children he doesn't know about so there's some sons in there somewhere guys (laughs) all right well i guess i'm first reader so should i get right into the lore book let's go where did we end last week oh Zolmak was just victorious after everyone thought he was dead right and he was retitled And I do want to mention, I know we finished the twoggle, but right after we talked about that, we took Mrs. Hyven into her first pit. And when we got to the bottom, I was like, look, babe, this is Zolmack. And, you know, we're playing with our new buddy who I had just briefly mentioned that we have a lore podcast and he knew, but he didn't know we would just, I told him like, We just talked about this. Just let her go. And she's just screaming, the floor is covered with the ashes and blood of his enemies.
1: No, the floor was caked with the ashes and the blood of his enemies. (laughs) He needed to know. (laughs) You have perfect timing. Oh, my God. She
3: just runs in and shoulder charges Zolmak. She was so, after reading the book. I
1: don't want to be fighting this guy. I was like, people lined up to be slaughtered by him. I do not want to be fighting him. (laughs)
3: It was so amazing and it was just so awesome for the lore to tie in like perfectly. That like literally right after we talked about it, we fought Zolmak in the pit and I was like, this is the fighting pits, babe.
1: You're one of them. It was insane.
3: She got more appreciation.
1: But I killed the motherfucker.
3: (laughs) She came flying in the second I started mentioning that, guys. Oh, I know. I know. She
2: did. It was, was it was just a blur coming across your screen. So
3: go back and listen to- <laughs> That was amazing. How amazing Zolmack was last week. And spoiler alert, last Mrs. Ivan killed him.
0: <laughs> that was awesome.
2: That oh, doesn't okay. surprise me. Yeah, she was so excited. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Mrs. She Hyven. was so excited right. to shoulder
3: charge him. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of which, she I also learned so how to successfully shoulder charge this past week-week. So that was a big thing, you know. She's been doing I am it like so crazy proud though. of her. She runs. She was loving striker, but she's running top tree solar. She's just melting Pointing everything now. It's so good. It's it's perfect for her. I just
0: need her to put on those Peregrine greaves. Yeah, it's all right. So I, going sidetrack for a moment. You're fine. We um, wouldn't be us if we didn't. So you you mentioned melting point and like. I went back to D one, melting point there threw me off because it wasn't a shoulder charge. Yeah, is it? It's just a normal melee, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a normal
3: melee. Mm. Man, it is. It is so much. It's really nice that it's a shoulder charge, but at the same time, when you shoulder past shoulder charge, like past Riven, because it doesn't connect right on her weird tentacly face and everything, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. And the whole yeah. round is screwed, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. she learned how to shoulder charge, and missus hyvin Hyven's been enjoying it. So, yeah. No, that was just my quick tangent. She has been embracing the game along with the lore. So there you go, guys. Fun fact. Zolmak is in the game, and you, too, can practice pit shoulder charge logic over him. Yes. Go do the <laughs> pin. And it's actually not super hard now. So even if it was something you were scared to do before... You find like a, a one Sherpa and the two of you could probably get it done. So, I still want to solo that. Um, yeah, you could solo it too. I have soloed it. But I'm saying if you've never done and... it before, it, you'd probably be best with maybe like one yep. friend who knows what they're doing who can help explain.
2: As the person here who's done it over 50 times now, if you want help, hit me up. Yeah, you should have Because it. I like doing it just for fun. Very nice.
0: All right.
3: Well, let's continue talking about The Pit. So below... All right, I will be reading the lore card, what is this? Eight, A Sacrifice of Self. Akrazul rests motionless on the altar. Such wicked craft as the Inquisition of Self is a science beyond his understanding. Stolen by his sister from forbidden lessons in ancient prohibited texts. Few have earned the knowledge required to navigate the dissection of a living essence. Fewer still can excise the layers of self such that the vessel remains a viable cage for another's being. Malkanth the Deceiver has spent a lifetime educating herself in the ways of illicit knowledge, ever curious to explore the cracks between understandings and the dark recesses of imagination where impossibilities dwell. She has assured her brother that his torment will be swift compared to their sisters. Akrazul finds little comfort in her words, embraces for the screams to come. Knowing the only way forward rests on the other side of his beloved Azavath's unmaking. The siblings share a silence. To most, their coming sins would be treason worthy of erasure. But there is no turning back. Malkanth turns to her brother, knowing he is noble and brave, knowing he will be tempted to intervene once Azavath's cries echo through the vaulted hallows of the abandoned cathedral, where they hide themselves from prying eyes. Akrazol says nothing. Still, Malkanth holds a finger to her cracked lips and shakes her head slowly. Akrazole looks to his right arm, severed mid-bicep, the nub a rough, calcified mass. Then back at Malkanth, before closing his eyes. Malkanth smiles as her brother rests calmly, ready to play his part. She turns to Azeveth, pinned to her altar with thick bolts through her wrists and ankles. The pain will be such that she will struggle. Fight against the intrusion as her mind and essence are frayed and her body hollowed of life that it may serve another. Azabeth thinks of her brother and the hell he will unleash once soul. A whisper catches her ear as she closes her eyes. She listens to faint words of praise as Malkanth delivers the first cut.
2: Okay, I'm going to be the first to say I don't understand anything that you just read.
3: That is fine. I've read this book so many times that I can just go over it.
2: It's it's a lot of... I did see that there was the understandings. is capitalized because I remember that from other times we yes. talked about yep. hive bullshit.
3: Yeah, they're always the, the something but... understanding of whatever book.
2: Yeah,
3: like the book of unmaking. Other than
2: that, though, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, in speaking yeah. of that, you know, I guess that portion is basically we have things like the book of unmaking, um, which took a while for us to get. But the books of sorrow is kind of like, if we want to call that like the hive Bible. To me, the book of unmaking mm-hmm. and some of these other books that are sometimes referenced, these are kind of like the hidden manuscripts that they didn't want everyone else to see. Sometimes. And so a lot okay. of the stuff that goes against the, the key main sword logic has been hidden away to some of the Lesser Hive so that people mm-hmm. like Nokris don't come into existence, people who go against the sword logic. Um, so that reference is that, just like you said, Acrozol doesn't understand exactly what's going on either, but basically he says that his sister Malkanth has spent her life basically educating herself on the knowledge that is kind of taboo that um, Hive are really not supposed to go into. And basically what's going on is with that knowledge, as it says, it's very hard to do. She has learned not just to basically take someone's living essence out of their body, but also doing in a way where she can leave the body as a host Mm -hmm. for another essence. And so based off of kind of context clues earlier on, we see that the brother, um, Akrazole, He's kind of, he's maimed as you commented in chat. He's got that nub um, and he can't fight as well, but he's got that rage from being a pariah. Whereas his sister, Azavanth has a fully functional body and she is willing, as we talked about in the last episode, to give up basically her body so that he can basically wreak havoc in full form. So this is basically what's going down. Two of these siblings are pinned down to tables as they're about to be dissected and we're about to combine two siblings into one. Malkanth has yeah, studied a are. way to take this, basically her brother's soul, essence, whatever you want to call it, and put it into her sister's body. And that is so what his they're brother discussing is putting they're it in his sister. And they're talking nice. about how like his torment's going to be a little bit, but the sister's, who's getting her like soul removed from her body but like body keeping intact is a lot more delicate. So she basically has to be alive for a lot longer while she's basically being tormented until she dies. So that's kind of what the reference to she's having to be pinned to the table, whereas her brother just kind of has to lay
0: back and wait. So this is more Potera ring or Potera earring fusion rather than fusion dance. It's definitely permanent in that way but it's definitely a lot
3: more painful too i just went dbz yeah but that is technically a fusion this is a fusion in the sense this is not like two you are making one person but yeah. basically what's happening what the it's, plan it's like is possession is that, i guess yeah as a is basically going to die and she is basically giving up her body as a it's more like donating your body to science, but the science project that is about to be done is someone is going to reanimate your body and put someone else in it. body. Yeah, it's like you donated yourself to science. They put someone else's like essence into your body, and you went on to like commit like genocide and all kinds of craziness. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so does that make it super clear now?
2: I'm going to read this next card now. Mm-hmm. All right. 9.1. The Unmaking. Sing, O oh sister, of death and its many gifts. From the first, there has been war. Wars of the self. Wars of conquest. Wars of desperation. Wars of greed. From war, death. From death, an end. From endings, beginnings. One such is now sung in the key of pain. Azavath's truth, the all of her, torn free with a surgeon's grace. Malkanth's ears bleed as her sister's unmaking reveals her being. In the echoes of Azavath's screams, ancient histories reveal themselves. Song of Life The song was not always a corruption. It began as a gift, stolen from the gardener. In efforts to understand the unknowable realities of the orb's incredible gifts, a signal was found, a repeating tune, the song of creation. Its frequencies were heard across the stars, wherever life's promise took hold. Some among the Ammonites worshipped it. Some among the Hive did the same. Still others sought to understand it, that they might cage it, that they might control it. For who to control life is to control death. Such ambition was not new. Such ambition was as old as understanding. The melody was captured and studied. The frequencies replicated. But the orb's mysteries were not so easily brought to light. The song, for all its beauty, did not alone grant life. It was theorized that the song was not a song at all, but many, that within its refrain untold rhythms spoke their own truths, free and clear of the whole. Centuries passed. The song remained untamed. Life moved on. The Song of Death The choir formed in celebration of the song. Performances marked the passage of seasons. But the song's lie eventually began to corrupt the spirit of those who heard its tune. The melody was a reminder, the orb was a catalyst, and the song was of the orb. Yet those who embraced the song were merely instruments and nothing more. Life remained beyond their grasp while they remained ever in deaths. Those of the choir had given all of themselves. All was not enough. The first conductor was assassinated by one who sang an aria of her own making. She, whose name has been stricken, had found notes hidden in the frequencies. Reversed and mirrored in pitch, she weaved them together and sang her beautiful abomination until the conductor wept and bled and screamed and fell. The stricken fled, fearful of her crime. But others found promise anew in her art. The stricken was captured and subjected to inquisition so that her song might be understood. This was before understandings, before most things when the first notes of a new song were written.
0: So the first thing I want to point out, the orb was a catalyst for what weapon? All <laughs> oh, your orb's power,
3: your super, your melee, your health, anything.
0: <laughs> um,
2: I assumed it was that orb that... That they found on the moon.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing here is like it's making a direct connection to unveiling. The the lore book unveiling. Um, right in Song of Life. The song was not always a corruption. It began as a gift stolen from the gardener. That's why I absolutely love this
3: an unveiling It came out at the same time and there's a lot of references kind of to the broader story of the hive the darkness the light like just this little bit right here the song of life and song of death this is some of my like favorite lore that they've kind of released just kind of that mixed with unveiling some of the stuff we can kind of infer and theorize on makes it really fun and
0: we will in a couple weeks i'm gonna theorize a little bit here just to tease that to Do everybody. It. I
2: dare you. Oh, yeah. Our first episode of Unveiling is going to have Wicked Jester as our guest. Yay.
1: It's
3: going to be a fun one. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to go on? No. I kind of just wanted to break up and it. just talk a little bit on the three of these sections. We can even have a, you know, not you cut me off if you want to throw anything in, uh, but just to go over kind of how this is broken down, it's broken down in three parts. The first one refers to um, Azavanth as she's being worked upon, if you want to call this surgery work. Um, <laughs> she's basically kind of slowly killing Malkanth because while she is a lesser hive, she's, I do not believe, doesn't have the technical title of a death singer. She has, in her own time, pretty much been learning the songs of the Death Singer. She is basically training to be that. So as she's dying, she is singing a death song, which is why Malkan's ears are bleeding, and she is being well. She, like I said, she's 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 basically dying, and I love how they refer to this song. Um, it's it is referred to as Azavath's Truth. Um, And it's very interesting because we're going to see later in the book, her song is actually even unique to the average death singer, which is going to play a big role to why it becomes very important. Um, But that's basically what's happening here. She is singing a song that is starting to kind of kill Malkanth. It's not instant. um, Maybe it's not a complete song in the same way the one that wiped out like the Crota Fire team, not all of them, but the ones who died from it. But that is kind of what's happening there. And then we get into the origin of the death song with the song of life. And I think it's not only is it crazy that the death song came originally from the traveler. uh, But we also learn stuff that like we knew the Ammonites worship the traveler. But we find that some hive worship the traveler. And they are actually the ones who because we talked about a long time ago in Books of Sorrow um, that some hive, well, Krill did not readily accept the worm. It was forced upon them. Mm-hmm. So once they became hive, they were stuck to that. But not all of them were gung-ho to just do whatever the, their worm said and what the sisters told them. So some of them actually went to the gardener, or the traveler, for research. They took this song and they tried to master it. This was the song, as when we do unveiling, the gardener basically planted the seeds, was life. And the winner were kind of just reaped kind of like, like it's like life and death. It's not necessarily good and evil. They just had their roles. They fulfilled them. And so this was a song of life. They hoped to gain that power. But as it mentioned for centuries past, none of them were able to master it. And so they basically failed. Um, This is also very interesting because it makes me think of the music of the spheres, which is something that is referred to. Um, sometimes what people will talk about. And that's kind of what I think is very interesting that we're still hearing how the gardener, of the traveler has a kind of music or frequencies that are being sent out, which is very interesting. You could go into like, what what does that frequency do? Is there something we can decipher from it? Um, it goes into, um, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the word. You know, when they have like secret messages underneath like recordings, if you play them backwards and stuff like that, subliminal messaging That's exactly what makes me think of like, what is the traveler actually frequencing? And crazy enough, someone somewhere realizes that this song, if you take some of those hidden notes and you reverse them and twist them away, it's one of those things like you take the song, you play it backwards, they get like the exact opposite. They act, someone accidentally creates a song of death. And that is how the Death Singer's song. Originally shows up. But I find it interesting that it makes me think that this was a group of the followers of the Gardener. Because nowadays, when you hear the death song, it's like praised, right? Hive loved the idea of just killing people with music. But at the time, she killed her conductor and ran away fearful of her crime, which is really weird for Hive. You'd think she'd be like, I'm more powerful, sword logic. But this is like so early on that these were like a group who probably didn't follow the same principles. As I said this is before yeah. they wrote understandings which leads me to believe is that why that's why a lot of the books were written not just to pass on information but quite possibly to keep some information from the greater hive which is why some of these were written mm-hmm. into books but some of them were kind of tucked away from the general population because of you know the the what this stuff actually came from I'm sure it's not like favored by the worm gods that They're getting their power from people who originally worshipped the, you know, the gardener. And so I just love this card because it goes into unveiling and you see that the traveler and the pyramid ships possibly or the winnower and the gardener, they're not necessarily like good and evil, but they got a lot of similar characteristics. And it's more like just two sides of of the same coin. You know, they work on the same frequency. That's why I've compared it to like the force in the past, you know. You can take that Mm -hmm. power and you can use it for whatever you want. So it's very interesting. Us as guardians, we think of ourselves as like these, well, some people want to think of us as like these flawless, uh, you know, amazing good guys. But in reality, we're using the exact same power that someone maybe like the hive are using. We're just using it in a different way. And so Mm
0: -hmm.
3: the implications for not just story, but game mechanics are like boundless. The fact that we could have necromancy like classes that people had leaked and talked about long time ago in D1 that we could be like Nokris and like, which, I mean, we basically are, I mean, we're raising ourselves we're getting resed all the time. Nokris was able to res. And so it just kind of like blurs that whole line between like the light and the dark. And I just think that this is kind of like not necessarily a revelation, but for maybe people who don't understand the lore at all, you learn this and it might change your perspective um, you know, the whole Mrs. Hyven yelling that the uh, Traveler is evil. I think Orchid's on that bandwagon, too. It's not as crazy, maybe, as you think. So that's my I endeavor, really right.
2: love these cards because of, like, the music imagery. Because, I mean, like, I'm a musician, and Hyven, you, you were a musician at one point, too. Yep. So I just enjoy the, just the the vivid imagery of, like, the choir performed and there are arias and there's a conductor, and it's, yeah. like, a very kind of, like, a formal arrangement.
3: Yeah, I had thoughts of when like, I read this. I just thought of my of orchestra. like, actual
2: performances yeah. of music. Like, it. yeah, it, to me, like I'm just sitting here as, like, we're both violinists, so... Sitting here thinking of just, like, sitting in the violin section while, you know, there's some fucking death aria going on. I literally
3: imagine one of my, like, my conductor I had for the longest time just, like, listening with her ears bleeding. And it's just, it's just that mental picture. I imagine sitting there in my section, like a cello player on the Mm -hmm. other side is just, like, killing everyone.
2: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like, eventually when we go actually back to symphony rehearsals, that's going to be the first thing I think of is...
3: You should start off. Guys, I want to play you an Aria. is bleeding. Don't listen too closely.
2: <laughs> I'm going to play... It's called The Song of Death.
3: <laughs> no, but I definitely imagined it, if you're not, like, much of, like, orchestra people, but, like, you know, violins, when you go up in position, it gets real high pitched. I imagine playing in that real high, like third fourth position higher kind of stuff where like Mm -hmm. on the the highest pitch that it's like turns into dog whistle style that's what i envision being Mm -hmm. played it's like a pitch that you can't even hear your ears just start bleeding
2: oh my god yeah yeah Mm -hmm. oh man sorry
0: i just like the symmetry of this that you know there's the song of life song of death they were essentially the same thing but twisted
2: yeah. Isn't that what it is, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that what life and death really are? It's just kind of the same thing, but back. That's my thing.
3: Like, yeah. they're not so different as people
0: think. All right. I'll be covering 9.2 The Unmaking. In these notes, beautiful oblivion. The war had raged for centuries. One of many, just another as irrelevant as the next. The stories of the choir and their death song were thought to be nothing more than folklore, wholly untrue at best, vastly exaggerated at worst. They were demons who'd sought life's gift only to corrupt its beauty. The homeworld of a species no longer on record, erased from the world's grave, and thus from memory, as punishment for their transge- transgressions, had kept itself safely removed from the battles being waged on the far side of their system. The location was safeguarded to protect the home world from the Hive's wrath. Its orbit was defended by an array of advanced offensive mechanics, cannons, mobile suits, mines, gravity slings, and more. They were protected. They were safe. They never noticed the small crafts slip through their defenses. Twenty in total, landing in sequence at set coordinates along the planet's equator. Four trillion souls were about their days and nights as an unknown melody caught the breeze. It was beautiful. An ethereal gift and the end of all things. The choir sang, only twenty strong. As their voices grew in volume, the people started to scream. The planet's crust shifted and cracked. The seas rolled and spilled out over the, the land. The core shook. The ground shattered. Defenses scrambled. It was too late. Less than an hour after the song began, the hidden homeworld of a forgotten people split in twain. These are the song's powers, if its gifts, anti-life and oblivion. Rebirth Malkanth braces as the pain of her sister's screams, threatens to turn her mind to liquid but she is strong and almost finished. As avath's being was tied intimately to her purpose to learn the song, perfect her notes, write her own aria, and become death. That she held so tightly to legends of the song's true power surprised Malkanth. Even Eryut, One of the Crota's most cherished, had long since given up on rebuilding the choir. Yet, Azavath was driven by this desire. Malkanth feels pride well up. Her sister, like herself, like their brother, all lesser in the eyes of those purer bone, still nurtured ambitions beyond the festering cowardice of those who chose politics over action. The sword logic had failed them, but they would not fail the swarm. Malkanth makes her final cut. Asvath's roar shreds her throat, and she falls silent, her body convulsing against the bolts, then becoming motionless. For an instant, Malkanth holds her sister's essence. She wishes to say farewell. But just as quickly, the wisp that was her sister sparks and blinks out. Malkanth recoils. Akrazul jumps from his altar, lunging at Malkanth. Unflinching, Malkanth makes a single cut, deep, clean tearing her brother's essence free from his physical self. Acrisol's body crumples to the ground. His soul is bigger and stronger than his sister's, angrier, meaner. For an instant, Malkanth worries Azavath's vessel will be unfit to contain their brother's rage. She shoves the severed knight's essence into Azavath's empty shell. Their sin is complete. Now come the consequences.
3: Before I actually go into it, I just wanted to comment on, I forgot what, okay, I remember, sorry. Wow. Sorry, guys. Wow. We're getting foolish in our own chat. I know. You don't need to know that, but I just need a second to get back on topic. Hive incest. Yeah, kind of. Um, no, I just wanted to comment before we even actually get into the card. Is just one thing: if Malakanth can so quickly, without even like flinching or paying attention, someone lunges at you, one cut pulls somebody's essence or soul right out of their body.
0: Why isn't right?
3: she just like a fight in the fighting pits? I get, you know, I guess it's because it's it's you know it is the taboo. But I'm just saying she could have been a bomb fighter. Just yeah. just commenting on that. And there was one other random thing I wanted to comment. I don't remember, but um, just going over once again, trying to break this up because we do a fairly good job of our pauses in between, but a lot of these are broken into sections. Um, so Rebirth was the second section. The first section referred to kind of past, past times. Uh, one of the things I wanted to comment on, if you don't know what the world's grave is, that is something D1 players would probably be familiar with. Um, That is basically the giant database that the Hive keep all their knowledge. And um, as the Warring Empire that just wipes out civilizations, if they destroy a civilization completely and don't put it in the world's grave, they can successfully basically wipe civilizations from existence because they're the only ones who know about it. So um, the world's grave does not have the name, just brief record of a homeworld world. that the High fought, fought against. You know, when we read the Books of Sorrow, we hear a lot of the Homeworlds. This was one that apparently was very, very difficult for them to to fight against because they had mobile suits, guys. This is home of Gundams. That was the other thing I was going to mention of.
2: Yep, mobile suit Gundams. Mobile
3: suit Gundams were fighting, and that's a lot to fight against. But basically, this planet's defenses were so amazing, they couldn't fight it head on. And so this choir that is almost at this point not even believed to really have existed, this is just folklore, <clears throat> is that this 20 ships went down to the planet and sung a death song so powerful that it killed everyone on the planet and it ripped the planet into Um you guys just have fun. I'm just going to just let me <laughs> let me rant. I'm going to let you guys go at that and chat for a moment.
2: It's just a bunch of incest jokes yeah. in chat now. We both we everyone needs to not be in quarantine anymore because we've just completely got off the rails. I still, again, never thought I would say we we really need Mrs. Hyman back to keep us on track.
3: I don't know. She'd probably get right <laughs> into the, the ridiculousness.
2: Probably.
3: <laughs> um. And so, yeah, so this is the record of a planet that was destroyed and it's very interesting they refer to this as folklore that while we have seen death songs in the past um probably the most impressive is oryx's daughters uh haluk and iranak i do believe yep something close they were so powerful that they literally just kind of sat in his ship while he flew, and would just rip apart the universe in front and remake it behind them in the way they kind of saw fit that's a pretty powerful, like, unmaking kind of death song. Uh, but this, we're talking on a level that 20 singers could just rip apart a whole planet in an hour. And so yeah. that had never been seen. We move on. Malkanth realizes, as I was mentioned before, that her sister, not being a true death singer, had was she's actually not singing probably the standard death song, but she is basically trying to write her own aria. She is like that rumored first singer. Trying to form, well, that was an accident at the time. She is trying to basically form this true death song and bring back that original power. And Malkanth brings out that uh, youth who if you play D one, you killed youth before yep. uh, fighting Crota. That was Crota's death singer. I think that's the only other real. Well, is Omnigo goal is not. I don't think Omnigol is not death, death singer. singer. So we only have a couple. And so even another one, not quite as good as Oryx's daughters. You know, Crota, Crota loved his sister so much, he had to have a, a friend who was like them. And he had Euryut. But even Ute, who had a successful death song that would wipe the whole fire team if you didn't kill her fast enough, she was the only one. She never looked at building the choir. So Malkanth, unfortunately, as basically killing her sister, is just kind of in shock that her sister is holding to this and she mentions that basically all three of them who are viewed as lesser among the hive have all this ambition you know Malkanth has looked to this this knowledge that is forbidden that she's investigating um, <clears throat> she knows that Akrazole has got like this festered like anger and he's just ready to just fight and then she finds that her sister is basically working on her own, own death song so shows that the Hive are not just one big unified group, but there are basically smaller organizations who are just working to do their own thing, which is why we see kind of, um, we don't exactly know who's going to take over the Hive. Well, this book kind of helps us later on speculate. But uh, there's a lot of warring factions right now. And so when it's all said and done, she pulls out her sister's essence. It fades away because she doesn't have anywhere to put it at this moment and she as her brother kind of jumps up in rage i guess at hearing his sister's death that's the thing they seem heartless but they genuinely cared about each other they're in such like a dire strait in their mind that they're willing to like sacrifice each other for their greater good and so he hops up kind of in a rage she whacks him but is able to just basically rip his like essence they call it out your soul whatever you want his life force is ripped out and she shoves it into her. yeah yeah they do um i use it because you could use whatever term you whatever you want you you however you want to think of that soul life force essence yeah you know anything different cultures have different names for that kind of stuff but that's that's kind of what we're talking about here and it is shoved into azevant's empty shell and their sin is complete now come the consequences.
0: I wanna go back to the the twenty Death Singers bit. So, like, whenever we've seen Death Singers, it's always just been killing people. But these twenty were able to actually destroy the planet. I don't know if it's because of the sheer number. I think, or
3: that if is, it's because it was a different song, I think that's what they're getting at is that the original power is lost, and that was what like all the death singers that we've seen were trying to get because they do talk about that that was like quote unquote a full choir that those twenty yeah could sing that, and I don't know if it's that they've never had enough numbers as you're saying to like get that full choir, they were never able to teach that many. Or if it was that nobody can sing the death song to the level, right? And that's what I'm thinking, and that is why um, Azaveth. Or it could be a combination of the two. Probably both. You know, nobody knows the full song, and they're just all working on little parts. But there's not enough, you know, to 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 really get it together. And so that's why I think Azaveth is so like admirable because she's not just taking what had already been passed down from some of the other death singers. She's trying to like get back to that original song, and that's why um her song is very different you know it's not immediately killing but it's starting to like do some stuff to Malcanth. and we're gonna get into yeah. that the reason that they're focusing so much on this song after we were just see that's the problem with this not problem i love this aspect but why this book can be con- confusing is we were talking about fighting pits and like a hierarchy and then all of a sudden it jumps to a song and now we're back talking about the death song for a long time it does all play together there is payoff in the second half that kind of came out of this book at a later time, that is when you really get this payoff. Um, and so keep all these points in mind. Remember Zolmack, remember Hash Ladoon, her sisters, that whole thing. And this death song is really important. Um, and then, of course, this weird surgery hive ritual where they're they're combining bodies. Those are kind of the little aspects and they're all going to come together at the end. I promise that. All right, I will read the card now. Okay. Ten. Faith and Bone. Just excited to have a nice even X. All have gathered. The pit is set for another slaughter. Zolmak, the unwavering, has stood now for a third time. Soon there will be none left to challenge him. Soon... Even the mighty who remain will defer to his sword, his power. The congregation in their towers looked down with great anticipation. Their whispers ever more confident regarding the long-awaited end to the swarm's search. A leader will rise, a new prince to be shaped into a king. Among the plotting throng, Hashladune and her sisters remained silent. They'd hoped for one to prove their worth. And stake their claim. But the long, violent road to Zolmac's rise has seeded doubt. The daughters hold little confidence in the pit's ability to provide a victor truly born of the sword logic. Zolmak has been impressive, but a king? Surely not. For whom has he faced? What competition had the swarm mustered? The aftermath of their father's murder and their grandfather's war has left them bereft of warriors of a caliber befitting royalty. The light has seen it so. The hated guardians came and inflicted their will upon the Hive, on the moon and across the system. Now all that remains are scraps of a broken legacy. To Hashledun's mind, the pit has proven a failure, regardless of Zolmax's triumph. Further, the daughters hold a sacred belief, That their forebears have yet to fail the logic's call. Crota and Oryx were both defeated, yes, but not for the first time, and the daughters still have faith that the king of bone, the taker of will, the one and true king of shapes, will never fall as far as to be lost in eternity. If nothing else, the terror of their deeds, the memory of their conquests, lives on. Like nightmares that may be awakened. For the weak to truly know fear. In that faith, the daughters have made plans of their own, schemes to rekindle the greatness of their lineage, strategies born beyond the pit. Thus, deep beneath the hellmouth, their heirs probe strange new possibilities from the ancient discovery, possibilities that will forgo the pit to carve new paths and new understandings which the logic may yet prove their grandfather's authority however those who would see their family unseated those among whom they now stand would mark their research as an an affront the logic is the logic they would say it is known and it is good but they lack imagination the logic is not simply brute force it is cunning and guile it is survival it is victory born of all that makes a king mighty. In the pit, Zolmac unleashes a battle cry. He is ready to be done with it all. He is ready to claim his crown. Hashladun considers him with disgust. He will never be a king, only ever a tool, blunt and brutal. Should he be appointed as a champion of the pit? Should he be crowned? The daughter's plot will be threatened before they ever truly
2: begin. So this, this card really shows that there's, like, a finesse to the way that the siblings really consider what sword logic is and, like, who actually has the, um. I guess I would say, like, it's... It's kind of like if you um like if you're voting for like a new prime minister let's say like the siblings are super bougie and they want someone who has that like kind of breed and finesse and charm to be their leader because it's not just about that that brute force sword logic of I am the strongest therefore you know like ape strong together kind of thing sorry titans it's not
3: that's not um. it's just not it's not that <laughs> shotgun ape there can be it's finesse not the to shotgunning. Like,
2: yeah. There can it's be. that kind of thing. Yeah, know? no, there yeah. is definitely... You know, if you're going to, like... I don't know. We're not going to talk about shotgunning right now. I I played enough trials that I'm done with it. Uh, <laughs> but um this is... Like, Zolmak is, like... Ape strong together and the sisters are very much like no you're not like you don't you can't be our new president because like you don't have that that like the battle tactics and like the finesse necessary because I mean if we remember in earlier cards like he's just he has like fucking stuff sticking out of his back and he's just you know he's just a disaster and yeah he's strong but he's just like I I feel like he just swings swings his sword blindly until everything is dead in front of him
3: and that's the interesting really thing I think it. about like this whole sword logic thing. Because to start off with, I mean, that's how the siblings got to their point. They had to start at Zolmec's mm-hmm. thing. So I think on one right. point you could say that Zolmec could get to that point. But yeah, exactly. The same mm-hmm. thing as what you're saying is they're basically holding this tournament thinking that it's gonna fail anyway, and in the background, they're working on how to just bring back their fathers or their grandfather or that lineage they're doing what like Malkanth and the siblings are doing. Kind of like
2: unsanctioned
3: mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think you make like yeah. a great point. that's like they think that he cannot have the same finesse. Even though he basically is following the sword logic as Oryx establish it. Mm-hmm. I find it quite ironic that they're more going through the sword logic that Savathun uses. They talk about how the sword logic is also cunning and guile. And so the brute force aspect Mm -hmm. was just one. It's one of those things where like one person's been in rain for a long time. You imagine it like a dictator in a country who's been there for a long time. When they're gone, you know, Mm -hmm. people might think that things are just, that's just how things are. And then you realize that you could change. You could have success with something different, you know. And it's just, it's very interesting to see that like, we're talking about how like Malkanth, uh Azevath and Akrazzo are like we gotta hide this, but then hash Ladoon and her siblings are doing something else off in the dark,
2: right exactly, mm-hmm.
0: and I find it interesting because these are all part of Oryx's brood, yeah, so like yeah. they were were tithing up to Oryx mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're starting to see that dissension in the uh. Yeah. The yeah,
2: that's
3: brute force. The
2: dissension in the ranks. And, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's one yeah. I, mean, I want to mm-hmm. mention
0: the
3: I forgot the, the term swarm. That's a capitalized description that I don't know if we mentioned. That is referring to like the great mass of kind of like these lesser hive who we assume are of like Oryx's lineage, which is why they're talking mm-hmm. about a leader over the swarm. It's not necessarily all hive, but it's like this group. And then your point, mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious that this infighting, we're going to see it more later. Is actually kind of more of a uh, Sabathun's kind of like view on sword logic,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and you know, spoiler alert: we already talked about it. The Witch Queen. The Witch Queen uses this to her advantage, uh, which we'll see later. So Sabathun, Sabathun, Witch Queen. It's we know, we know. Elemis knows. Elemis
2: looked really upset that yeah, he no, he looked really upset that that you said Sabathun. This is a point so. where I have to talk. I just want to correct it, it, Sorry, it because.
3: Yeah. I. This I is know. legit Sabathun. I'm not like theorizing. I know crazy at some point.
2: <laughs> not like the nine yeah. is really Sabathun. <laughs> exactly.
3: I'm not telling you guys that I the know. emissary of the nine is Sabathun. This is like actually stuff we're gonna get into. The later. emissary
2: the nine is really. Although Savathun. I was playing
3: um, unrelated, I guess I was playing. Yeah, definitely. I was playing a little bit of um, what's that game mode that nobody plays anymore for spare rations? Reckoning. 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 I was helping LC do some <laughs> reckoning, and I like she. <laughs> like, uh, the, you just call it the, the emissary. No one does has anymore. some really interesting quotes that I was just like, ooh. So I was just sitting there listening to a yeah. random quote every time you run in. Oh man, but yeah, oh, no, yeah. this is not that kind of thing. I promise. Witch Queen Sabathun, that comes later. But I just thought it was funny that like the siblings are kind of like doing that kind of the not the original the Malkanth. Azavath, Akrazol, they're doing that. But even like Hash Ladoon, Crota's own daughter, is doing a little bit like mm-hmm. cunning in the background. So I think it's funny that they're literally, instead of like describing their father to bring him back the way that Oryx did for his other siblings, they're literally describing in their actions Sabathun. So if we're following kind of the logic of how things have worked, that kind of just makes her more powerful in a way. Yeah. And it'd be mm-hmm. interesting. It's it just makes it really interesting to see that like she's probably been working in the background in reality just as much as we sometimes joke
2: I have a question I have a hive Let's question I have a hive question as, a, as it yes. goes to Savathun so the like the worm gods can they choose like where they like give their life to or are they already like written that like you know, that captain or something or whatever, the knight, like, when he dies. So, like, does it go to, like, a certain worm god that, like, brood that? Or can they, like, choose, as, like, where their life goes to? As
0: far as, like, going from the originals uh, sisters up to the, the worm god, I don't know.
3: So, yeah, I would say originally, no. They were just tithing up um, it was their personal worms that would kill them. Mm-hmm. And so, the actual tithing, the real process of who gets power, why the hive have to pass up to each other, it's ultimately the worms who pass it up to the worm gods. So, and we have no information okay. about what the actual parasites inside the hive, how their actual energy process works. However, mm-hmm. the one example of a choice would be that of Nacris and Zol. Um, it talks about how mm-hmm. they're kind of working together. So there might be a way where a worm god can say, I'm going to stick my lineage of worms into your group so that I personally can take that power. Uh, so that that's like the only okay, example yeah. I have of like one worm working with like a certain
0: group of hive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, and as far as Nocris, like he was from Oryx's brood. So like he was there. Might yeah. there might actually be a way for the worm to like bypass it all and choose a new worm god or something?
2: Because I wondered with all this like backstabbing that they're all doing right now, Where's like if can their yeah, so can their power be diverted to different power point. outlets?
3: And that's one of the things we. Depending that's another thing. Light. Like you're saying, like we always think of it as the tithing process. But in reality, the tithing process came about because of Oryx. It wasn't originally mm-hmm. like a worm thing. The worm's gods... Yeah,
2: but now it's there. The worm gods get power it's from now involved each in
3: individual worm. Um, so, because when Oryx assigned I'm sure assigned it's like it,
0: distributed across the gods themselves. Yeah, so the
3: gods get all the power. Because remember when Oryx did it, he said, take enough to feed your worm... Mm-hmm. a little bit to grow, and then give the rest to me so that I can feed my worm. But 100% of it goes to the worms. So while Oryx personally, let's say, was getting so much, the worm gods were getting like, mm-hmm. like all of it. So I would think that the worm gods, where their lineage comes from, would be based off of which teeny little worm that, you know, when you kill a hive, they're laying around, or some of the missions where there's just a bunch of nasty worms laying all over oh. the ground. Mrs. Hyvin hates that one.
2: Guys, I solved it. I solved yeah. destiny. It's all pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. and the pyramid ships are the literal pyramid That's what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> I know. Oh god. That Salt goes it. right up to Salt that's it. why I think the worm gods go up Let's all go home. to the pyramid ships. And the pyramid ships are like the yeah, traveler version obviously. of which goes to the, the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would yep. say though, yep. we do hear scheme. references of worm gods being of different sizes. So I would say the larger, bigger worms. Maybe made more spawn, so therefore they get a little mm-hmm. bit more energy, which is why even the worm gods have some sort of hierarchy. Yep, because Zol was small. Yeah, Zol was the smallest of the right. worms, and because one of them is was Oryx's well, ship. Well, he did
2: turn himself into a sniper rifle. So, nice, real small.
3: yeah,
2: he did go like, "Hey, Nakris, hey, hey, hey." Come to IO. Come check this shit out. I turned myself into a sniper rifle. Look at what I did. At least you put a piece
3: of
0: him in there. That got nerfed again. Again?
3: Oh, PVE blanket nerf. Stop. Yeah. All right. But no, that was a really good question, actually. Props to Orgy. Yeah, that was. For topical, conversational tangent. It was good stuff.
2: Yeah. I have it in me once in a while. It's all oh, you', used got it. for you the got next, like. Well you got it like five episodes. You got it
3: it's in you, but okay. Phrasing. I'm just done.
2: Yep. Cut. Alright. I'm gonna read this next card. This is the last card. Okay, eleven. The anti logic. As above, the butcher queen of the slaughter pits rises to the first balcony chest-heaving and eyes thin with focus, baptized in a clinging muck of bone dust clotted thick with gore. The congregation is unsure what to make of the display. Fear grips the craven court of the necropolis. I'll recognize Azavath, but she is no fighter, and her song, though deadly, is far from the perfected pitch of others among the broken choir. In each hand, Azavath... "'grips, heavy cleavers, "'each weighted down by chunks of their victims. "'Below, a thousand corpses rest in pieces. "'Brave Zolmak, "'he who came so very close to proving the logic, "'is spread wide, limbs removed, "'a cavity where his heart once beat. "'The congregation asks Azavath to explain herself. "'She is no warrior, yet she fights like a conqueror. "'She has sought no claim.' yet she has butchered a champion. The logic was almost met. What gives her the right to? The wicked scholar admonishing the singer is split in two as one of Azevath's cleavers move through him as if he were heir. The congregation panics as Azevath's rage is unleashed upon them. They are not fighters. They are plotters and manipulators and cowards. They are everything Akrazul hates. His new flesh, his new bone, allows him to manifest that hatred with swift, ruthless aggression. He thanks his sister and knows she would be proud of the blood he now sheds. She gave of herself that he might once again fight for all they believed in. On this high perch above the gore-filled pit, as the would-be advisors to a non-existent king flail and fall, he kills for her, in her, as her. Tower after tower, coward after coward. The bodies of the truly unworthy litter their blood temples. Screams echo through the expanse. Akrazul and Azavath are one, and in that joining, he is no longer the same. Akrazul no more, only his anger remains. He considers that the slaughter of the puppet masters was not part of Malkant's plan. She would be upset, but she no longer matters. Only vengeance matters, only the ending of all who have failed the swarm will sate his lust for carnage. Among the congregation, the daughters of Krota move to escape. But Bezareth turns to her sisters, asking them to consider the moment. As the fore edge beyond Azavat's warpath, they use the chaos to cover their own sins, drawing daggers from their cloaks, Hashladun, Bezareth, Kynox and Vashir assassinate those who they believe to be a threat to their schemes. Azavath will take the blame, and even if they are found out, there will be none left to challenge them. As Below A voice calls from the pit. Azavath pauses her massacre. The voice is familiar, yet strange. Other Below, Malkanth hovers over the broken bodies that cover the ground. Azavath eyes her remaining victims, and then turns to her sister. Malkanth calls again. Brother, I have need of you. Azavath leaves the high red perch, while the few remaining of the congregation flee, led by the daughters, who feign distress. In the pit, Azavath considers Malkanth with care. The silent death singer is confused, uncertain. Malkanth floats near, a gaping wound scarring her center, and whispers in her sister's ear, "Our path is flawed. Your rage is a burden. Let me lift it from you." As Malkanth sings a familiar song in an unfamiliar pitch, Azavat's eyes widen with recognition. She tries to speak but cannot; her voice having been shredded in her unmaking. The song continues, and Azavath bleeds from ear and nose and eye and mouth. Her bone cracks and her flesh bubbles until she breaks. Malkanth smiles once more. The deceiver's plan is unfulfilled, but there is victory installed, sword logic. Hashladoon peers into the pit as the last of the congregation make their escape. Zolmak is defeated, the new champion shattered. There are none to claim the logic's prize. The Dodgers' plans to return their father to glory is no longer threatened. And, as it was before it all began, all that remains are failed sword logic and the unknown promise of nightmares.
0: I personally like the as below section of this. Mostly because it's talking about like stuff that we can actually see in game. You know, it, it's talking about how Zolmec is down in the pit. Um It it's the siblings And it like the siblings bit is is Still weird to me because of the whole body swapping bit, Mm -hmm. but yeah,
3: yeah. So I mean,
0: I just think it's it's
3: yeah, it's be cool. It's it can be confusing because sometimes they refer to this being as Azabeth, and sometimes they refer to it as Akrazul. And so just remember, Azabeth is the body, the female witch wizard, Acrizul. Is um the the he used to be a hive knight. He's in her body doing the act. Um. And so that is why she's referred to as the butcher queen. Because it's not quite common. We don't see in game, if you've ever seen a witch or a wizard running around with dual blades, that's a knight's thing. And that's why this is so odd. And just the fact yeah. that um also the fact that after Um, I'm going to refer to it as Akrazole because that's, well, who's actually um, performing the deeds. Sorry, I'm just looking. Well, they, I think most of the card, they actually, It's, it's half. They refer to the card as Azaveth a lot, but either or. The two A's are one, that makes it easy. So I'm referring to one of the A one of the A's. We're referring to one of the A holes. Freaking A. <clears throat> After they dispose of Zolmak and the whole thing, they basically walk up like, I'm the champion, and some of these like scholarly manipulators up there are just like, Oh, what do we do? Send so and so to go see what in the world's going on down there. And immediately Akerzl Azaveth is just like dead. Cuts them right in half, and then just continues up. Like usually, a champion wins, and the pit per- the pit disperses. No, someone else just comes out of nowhere, destroys everything. They're like, this is so and so, who's not a warrior, has never been in the fighting pits, and then they stroll up and are just like, "Hey, I'm coming to get my medal. Like I'm not forget the podium. I'm coming up to like the chairman's box, whatever." And and then just goes like crazy, wiping everyone out. And then, of course, as we said, the crazy thing, we got the other siblings, because this is all a bunch of family drama. Hashlun and her sisters are like, we didn't want a champion anyway, so let's take this chaos to help murder everyone, and everyone will think it's this crazy being that we don't understand right now. At this point, they think Azaveth, who's gone crazy. And it's just a whole lot of um, manipulation and cunning That, as I stated before, is going to basically just be fuel for the Witch Queen, which we're going to see next week. Yeah. And then the So Below portion. This is after all that's done. basically, Malkanth is like, hey, brother, stop your carnage for a second. Come here. I need you and he's like oh okay sister he goes down there and she starts singing basically a death song and he realizes what's actually happening and that uh he's basically kind of screwed and that's kind of how it ends hashladoon ends saying she's happy that she can continue her forbidden research And it appears at this point that Malkanth manipulated this whole situation into her being the only sibling that that survived and her gaining some power. And this is actually where the story ended for a long time. And this is why... um, So, for example, um, we were supposed to go back onto Focus Fire Chat and do an updated, updated episode. They have covered this portion. So if you want some more information... Go listen to Focus Fire Chat. Um, we never actually quite got to uh, the, the extra portion that we were going to be covering because my three hosts went over there and just had so much fun that they couldn't even record. That was a fun time for you. I just was yeah, listening from the other Yeah, We room. all that got derailed. But just so you know, if you want more information, go back. Or if you've listened to Focus Fire Chat and you're coming to us, next week we will kind of get into how this all plays out. Um, you know, As I mentioned, it seems as if Malkanth kind of just played her siblings and now is killing her brother and take, slash sister and taking all the power. Uh, but we'll move into next week to kind of see what's been going on behind the scenes, which is a pretty pretty interesting uh, conversation. That's where all these kind of crazy ties are going to get tied where up. Where everything is going to come together. Everything is going to come together. We're going to see some some fun stuff. But I think that finishes this episode. Alright. Any other thoughts on the cards
0: or the story up this far? It's still confusing as hell.
2: I like the story. It's it's a, it makes more sense now than it did at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Next week is For like me, more
3: confusing, but kind of clear stuff up. It's one of those like you you have answers but you have also more questions. That's just how Bungie <laughs>
0: writes their lore though, I think.
2: That's yeah. how yeah.
0: Well, and like that's how the hive are. Yeah.
3: It makes it fun though,
2: yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. It makes it fun.
0: So, uh shout outs. Let's start with Hyvin. Oh, it's changing up. Um well, I don't want to go first. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Nah, it's
2: fine.
3: Um shout out to Elsie. have been playing a lot with um with him and Mrs. Hyvin, as we mentioned. And shout out to Mrs. Hyvin the wife for enjoying destiny with me we've been playing a lot and honestly i probably wouldn't have played destiny this past week as i mentioned i have a beta code for valorant and apex has a season out that my other buddy wanted to play some so i've played a little bit of those games but surprisingly even in this lull, um friends have kept me playing destiny so shout out to those guys for um for giving me a, a a fun week you know we talked about quarantine can be a little crazy without people so it's been nice to just spend the time you know making a new friend and it's actually been crazy because we've had a lot we actually have a lot in common with um nice and making like a real friendship with someone you met on the internet crazy thought right guys but it happens
0: well that's that's how we all started here (laughs) exactly that's how we all met each other here (laughs) pretty true orchid
2: is it my turn Oh, my turn. I'm not last like I usually am. Um, Shout out to the great people at Destiny Unfiltered. Thank you for having me as a guest. I really had a good time. Um, You guys should check out their stream if you are able to. They stream at, I think it's like 8 p.m. Eastern um, on Twitch. 8 or 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch every Tuesday. So, um, check out their Twitter and their Twitch. Like, they're pretty great. It's funny. Sometimes they talk about destiny, not always. But you know what? Whatever. That's fine. Um, Shout out to my friend, uh, BK Spleens. You are a wonderful, amazing person. Uh, Thank you for being a wonderful, amazing person. That's it.
0: Yeah, I saw that they followed us on uh, Twitch.
2: Rick's the one that controls that account, I think. Gotcha. Rick or Ryan? It's one of the two. They're the only two on it, so
3: <laughs> makes it easy to remember yeah. at least.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself. So shout out to Mr. Pickles, Close Harmony, Micro Ike, Macho Man Randy Savage, um, and Chaotic Josh. Because we jumped in yesterday, as in Saturday. Um, and we did Vault of Glass for some of their first completion and to for some of their first completions. Those
2: are fun it ones was, to just
0: go back and do. I can't imagine first
3: time. It was too. so fun.
2: I'm really jealous. I, I had such a good time doing it the first time that I'm really jealous that they got to experience Were they new that. to D1 well, in
0: general? Uh, some of them were. Like they had brand new characters. That's got to be crazy. Pickles. It feels very different oh, if you go that's back. Crazy. Pickles had never done
2: mm-hmm.
0: any of the raids there, so like this is his first D one character. Um, and it it was like we did vault on on normal. Went through it just to to get the the feel for it, and then he was like, you know what? Let's do Crota. Let's do hard mode. What's different there?
2: There's a lot different there.
0: <laughs> the only thing that's actually different between normal and hard. And and like. We well, there did, was challenge mode, wasn't there? We did hard yeah, mode, but it wasn't the 390 of. hard mode. Yeah. yeah, Okay. They aren't high enough for um. that yet. So it wasn't the 390 version. It was yeah. just the level 30. Yeah, because D1
3: had normal and hard, but back in D1, the challenge mode was actually a challenge, unlike just like the one modifier thing that I do in D2, right?
0: So it was literally just you die, you can't come back. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was it was fun.
2: I'm really jealous. Do you want to? I was sword bearer.
0: Do you want to
3: shout anyone else? You might be forgetting almost. Oh,
0: shut up. um Shout out to um, Orchid for getting me addicted to Steven Universe. Very
1: That's nice. We someone else. I it's, think you're welcome.
0: <laughs> one other one
3: you're forgetting to mention that you are. All... Uh,
2: shout out to Ishtar Collective and Baxter <laughs> and everything that you guys do and for making this so easy for us.
3: Indeed. Yeah. We're just giving you a hard time. We just let you do it because it's like your thing, but we always have to shout them out every episode.
2: Mm-hmm. Shout out to LMS Avatar and Discord is still Baxter. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I'll change it eventually.
2: Yeah, no, you, you don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, oh, Mrs. Hyven has a shout out. Special guest, Mrs. Hyven. I want Hyven. to shout
1: out my husband because he is taking on or has agreed to help and take on my 82 year old grandmother who has partial dementia. In a two-bedroom apartment where one of the bedrooms is not a bedroom. It is an office. So, Grandma is taking up our entire living room. Um, so, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm actually her youngest mm-hmm. grandchild. Um, I don't know how much Ivan has said, but her two sons who live in the area have decided not to take her in. Uh, they told my mother no when my mother called her, called them. And one of them, after finding out that she had plans, then decided to look like the good son and call an offer once he found out she was already going somewhere else and would deny his offer. So people suck, but my husband is amazing because this is not an easy feat. This is going to be two weeks. For one of those weeks, he is going to be primarily the person home with her majority of the time. And I am just so blessed. And honored to have such an amazing husband who just knows what it means to take care of family.
3: I've actually gotten complimented by some of her family members who don't like to give me compliments.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was making a joke with my parents. They said, if we pass the test, um, this is our addition. If we pass, we keep her forever. And they said, just a heads up, you pass. passed. And I said, look, the only way I'm doing that is if you buy me a townhouse. I said, heck. You don't even have to buy me a townhouse. Just throw in another $30,000 so we can double our down payment. My mom made a joke saying check will be on my front door. So, I mean, I'm ready to make this bargain. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get her a nice little apartment with a back sure door. Make sure you like, don't scare anybody
1: away. Yeah. Exactly. Come your front door. Get a townhouse with a basement that can just be all hers. So, looks like we're buying a house. <laughs> just kidding. But my mom has been really nice. She texted and said to let us know whatever we want for dinner from DoorDash so she can begin to say thank you for all of our help. And I was like, it's just what we do. I mean, she set the example by taking her in in the first place, you know?
3: Yep, yep.
1: So that's it. That's what I got.
3: Well, while she's here, why don't we finish off the reminders so she can sign us off like normal.
1: So I can say my pom-poms.
0: Yeah. So you can reach us at Twitter or on Twitter at guardians underscore lore at Hey, it's orchid at Mrs. Underscore hyven or at I underscore M underscore element. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Instagram at guardian. So Flore. you can leave us a review or you could join our discord. And with that, we're signing
3: off guys. Bye. Take care.
1: Bye. Bum, bum, bum.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore, episode 64. Fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I could hear you slowly You're losing it. you the
1: beginning. I
3: could hear him losing it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> and I was trying we not to look even at you. I not
2: started yet. But I can't this help isn't, it. This isn't even a reading. This is the opening. <laughs>
0: you know it's because it's okay. i was it's, doing you it what, guys? normal like i wasn't overdoing being
2: a fucking weirdo yeah you can do it normal thank god it totally
0: threw me off god. you can do it you can do it
2: you got this elamis
0: oh shut up they were demons who'd sought life's gift only to grow Fuck. Elimist, how dare you corrupt the beauty of that line? I've been having an off morning. <laughs> You've been fine, man.
2: Do you know why? It's because you didn't have peeps for breakfast like I did. <laughs> oh, God. The Easter candy of champions.
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. My, um, Mrs. Hyven is a family member who liked to only eat, like, stale peeps. When they got a little bit stale and like dried out, that was the best way of eating them. Uh,
2: No, I have root beer flavored and cotton candy flavored and cake batter flavored peeps. Because I know how to buy quality peeps from the store. And you better fucking believe I'm going to break my quarantine. I was about to say, this is amazing
0: quarantine food right there. See, my thing is Easter's today, so I'm going to start buying all that stuff tomorrow. Yeah, It's true. Cause it goes instantly on sale. Just let them get stale in the store. I don't think those things like ever go bad.
3: Orchid's back. She had to go. Laugh.
2: I had to go pee.
3: Nonsense. Oh, good. I actually have to pee too. So I'm going to do that in a second, right after. Oh crap! I'm next reader. Well, after
2: I finish. Do I switch break? with me? Uh, Five wait, minute break. How many more cards do we have?
3: two
0: just two, two? Oh, I but can, they're I,
3: pretty long i can do that and if not i'll pee during the next one when you guys are doing your thing that sounds weird all right here i go okay look read your We're just talking about a lot of hive incest okay
2: <laughs> it's just, it's just hive cest is best biting. cest.
3: you know what is it you know you know the the, the old nursery rhyme first comes love then comes marriage First comes murder, then comes <coughs> incest, then comes the consequences of incest hive babies.
2: That doesn't rhyme. No, I have no to work on it No kid is going to start shouting on the playground. To, yeah. They're not going to start shouting about the hive incest babies. Work on
3: the without, song.
0: <laughs> <I> without, <laughs> without the hive context, first comes murder, then comes incest.
2: Third comes you know, hive babies. You know the
0: sad part? Is there, there are there historical records of
2: that
3: happening in in humans? Yeah, yeah. Murder and, and incest are not that uncommon, unfortunately.
0: That's... Yeah. Well, like that's that's how old time king and queen like family, you know, royal families were able to keep the blood pure,
2: guys. If... I thought you were going to say vampires. <laughs> yeah, <saying>. that
3: too. <laughs> Fun fact, guys: the hive society might be a little based off of us. Minus the sword logic part. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. It's just extreme Darwinism. No, sword logic
2: is just like, no, it's just Darwinism. Yeah, Yeah.
3: But as far as I know.
2: Blue Crew and I were talking about that today. No,
3: for sure it is. I just don't think that Mm -hmm. in the greater society, it's viewed that if I kill you, I get all of your strength. We're well, not doing it you know right what? though. If, we had if swords, you kill
2: everybody in a house, you do get all their stuff before people catch you for killing all those people. That's true,
0: and your picture frame looks crooked again. I just realized. Good, dear God. All right, I'm done. So, <gasps> so, so, I guess it's it's more of like Darwinism meets vampirism. Oh yeah, it's definitely Darwinism to
3: a degree, know. but it's not quite in the... Some aspects of it are, I guess, more like a straight comparison, but there yeah. are. Because it is the survival of the fittest to a degree, but they do have a sense of like veer and purism, like you were saying, where it's truly like I literally get like your direct power,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which is is yeah. very okay. which is unique to the hive. Um, because why we, we might get like practice as guardians from like killing things and become stronger. They're literally like getting physical power from like killing.
2: You know, I actually I had a thought when you guys were talking about um about how she's like going back to the roots and finding like the actual like song in it. Right. It reminds me of people who join like baroque orchestras and like find the baroque instrument and like get the baroque bow to play with it, and then like down tune their instrument to like four fourteen or four fifteen. Yeah. yeah, because they're they're like this is the only way it should be played. We should only be at, like, A should only be 415 hertz because it's Baroque music. And I'm like, Bish, you don't know what it was back in the 1700s. They didn't have tuners like that. You had to tune it to, like, each individual, like, fucking, like, organ in yeah. each brew. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't just, like, it, A is whatever you want it to be. Like, stop <laughs> giving me that bullshit.
3: That's exact, that's, like, a great like, example, Akrazole, though.
2: Like, really makes me think that she's real, like, A is 415 hertz bullshit kind of thing. That is
3: a good example though because I think that's kind of like why (laughs) it's hard because like they at least acknowledge that nobody's been able to like get the true style and I guess it's more Mm -hmm. of like, I feel like she understands that like she can't just say, we just tune all these notes to an exact spot and I'll get it. She's more like a, I just got to fiddle with this until it works kind of stuff.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: She's really, she's that real dedicated person
1: mm-hmm
2: she really wants to play that like that Bach part she's team. down in her basement exactly
3: just correct. practicing like crazy doesn't want anyone to hear Just want yeah. to kill anyone that's yep. how I used to practice I didn't want anyone to hear when I was bad and so I would hide so I didn't kill anyone
2: oh I, I hated practicing
3: in front of people when
2: even when I was married and lived with other people I always made sure I practiced when no one else was at mm-hmm. home so no one could hear me play poorly yep. and now when I practice here I have headphones and so I'm listening to the piece as I'm playing it and I can't tell if I'm even playing it right because I can't hear it, so.
3: Further, the daughters hold a secret belief that their forebears have yet to fail the sword's lot. I was so excited that I said fail instead of fall that
2: I just I lost it. But it is fail. I know.
3: I was so happy that I got it right that I didn't pay attention to the next words. But you stopped recording to tell I, us? I, I just, No, I just, I just randomly was like, sword. Oh, that doesn't say sword. It just says logic. <laughs> I, I take fault for the fail fall shit. Do you fall for it or did you fail? Okay, now we're just... Yes. Is
2: it is it a... F- did fall fail? You
3: f- fell for... Th- you fail for the fail, fail or fell, fail fall. Fell
2: for the fail. It,
3: yeah, Eleanor stumbled over the words fail and fall and they were in the same line so it was fun.
2: <laughs> is she just sitting there on <clears throat> the floor with you?
3: Her uh, siblings are here so she's taking care of grandma so she's in here hanging with us for a
2: little bit i need to get laid